Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and this is a special episode uh, because we are going to take it out of the usual realms of talk, talking with HR folk or HR experts about people, processes, and, and such. And instead, we're going to focus on an amazing cause. Our guest today is Betsy Byrne. She is a nonprofit executive with over 20 years of organizational leadership experience in strategy, management, and fundraising. In 2016, she joined the Make-A-Wish Greater Bay Area as president and CEO, where she collaborates closely with the board of directors to further the organization's mission of granting wishes to critically ill children. In the first year of her tenure, the organization granted a record for hundred wishes and this is why we're having this chat today she's amazing she has also overseen the chapter's move from san francisco to oakland and its 35th anniversary campaign make a wish greater bay area is a non-profit organization that fulfills the wishes of children between the ages of two and a half and 18 who have critical illnesses the, the chapter was founded back in 1984 which makes it almost as old as me and serves 17 counties in Northern California. In its first year, a t- total of 27 wishes were granted. Now one of the largest Make-A-Wish chapters of nationwide, Make-A-Wish Greater Bay Area has granted more than 8,500 wishes in total. We were brought together today through an introduction from the awesome Sylvia Flores and Alex Schubert over at Espresso, the culture benefits platforms. So I just want to say thank you guys for, for making me aware of all the amazing work that Make-A-Wish Bay Area and Betsy, who we're going to talk to in just a second, are, are getting up to. So with that, Betsy, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome you to this special episode of the HR Chat Show. Exciting to be here, Bill. Thanks so much. Please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself, your career background, and, and how you got involved with Make-A-Wish. Sure. Uh, well, I, I came into this, I uh, spent a, background, a life of always thinking about wanting to do my part to save the world, if you will. Uh, My father was a physician, and I grew up in hospitals, uh, meeting his patients and watching how he cared for people. Uh, I took a different route and said, well, there's a lot of great organizations that are committed to health and to wellness and to improving the quality of life. And so I went the fundraising path and uh, throughout my career have been lucky to work on uh, major, major efforts to to everything from um, eliminating malaria to building important hospital wings to funding medical research, and now to granting wishes of children um, through Make-A-Wish. And I think uh, one of the things that's most gratifying about my work here is the overlap I've had with uh, many of the other organizations I've worked with and being able to do something in partnership with all the important medical professionals and researchers that are doing things to improve children's health, we get to be a partner in making sure that kids have a wish that's sustaining them and providing them the hope and joy they need to get through the kind of treatment so they end up having a, uh, a relatively normal life and grow up to be productive members of society. We'll be right back after this message. It's time to transform your workplace for good. Espresso.com is the first culture benefits platform designed to help create total community, well-being, and recognition, 
and with an experience that HR and people love. Join companies like Pinterest, Tesla, Box, and ServiceNow who are already using Espresso to make their cultures happier and healthier. Espresso.com is total well-being and culture benefits reimagined. That's E-S-P-R-E-S-A dot com and request a demo today. The people power is in the platform. Now then, uh, let's get into the nuts and bolts then and see if we can attract some additional interest for your amazing cause. So, but firstly, why, why would a corporate partner align with Make-A-Wish? I think there are a lot of, a lot of reasons why we see, and we, we have a, we're lucky to have a number of uh, really tremendous corporate partners in the Bay Area and regionally and nationally as well. Uh, I, I think I sort of look at it in two ways. Uh, the, there's tangible benefits. Number one is we are a beloved brand, not just in our area, but nationally. People recognize our brand. They know we do work with joy and hopefulness. And uh, for many, that alignment with a brand of a good organization goes that much further to any of your con- your customers or your clients. Um, we work with our partners, obviously, when, when we can to amplify their own brands and their partnership with us and that their values are aligning with us and with improving the, the life, you know, the quality of life in our communities. So that's a, that's a tangible benefit. I think on the intangible side, I know I'm certainly seeing it amongst my own staff, but I see it across, across all of our partners, is that employees want to be part of something bigger and they want to do something that is meaningful. It isn't just enough to get a paycheck anymore. It's that... that um, I think particularly many of our younger generations want to have an impact in the world and they want to see tangible results. And with Make-A-Wish, that's really easy to do. And in fact, we regularly say that, you know, it takes about 100 hands for us to grant a wish. So we need help from people and we do it in a way that is accessible, uh, that is fun, that is hopeful, and often meets our corporate partners where they are and with the needs that their employees have uh, to um make something happen okay super thank you very much now how would you say the make-a-wish foundation helps a a corporate culture what what, what does it mean to to support a, a, a cause such as make-a-wish in terms of uh the values of, of an organization right well i think there's a there's a couple of ways uh, i'll give you a, a very specific example uh we work with uh, a very very large automotive group here in the Bay Area called the DGDG Group. We work with them initially because they are own a Subaru dealership and Subaru is one of our national partners. So they participate in um, sharing donations from people who are buying their cars. Uh, they give us a donation per car and that goes towards supporting wishes and actually granting wishes. So they've been able to actually grant, help us grant, several wishes, and we're able to have our wish families come and share their stories. We often uh, reveal wishes at the dealership, um, often when their customers are there and can really see the tangible benefits of where their dollars are going. But their employees also play a critical role in this, Um, and they do everything from supporting those wishes and telling the stories, hosting our families. This one automotive dealership also ended up referring one of their own employees' children for a wish. And they were able to adopt that wish and able for us to actually stage what we call the reveal of the wish. The wish kiddo wanted to go to Disneyland 
And so a huge number of the employees across this large dealership were able to come to this celebration for this terrific young girl um, and to actually have her uh, wish come alive. And what it did for those employees, it made it, number one, pull them together as a family. This is our kid. This is our wish kid that we're supporting. And to create some joyfulness in the time that a family's going through so much with, with her medical issues that they can bring some happiness and that everybody can participate in that. And frankly, for a lot of our wish kiddos to know that there's this community of people that are cheering them on and saying, good luck and have fun on your wish. And the parents feel this sense of community. Very often, medical illness can be very, very isolating. And to be surrounded by several hundred people in a room and a cake and Disney princesses welcoming her and you know sending her off on her trip just creates a totally different experience than sort of the day-to-day of working in that dealership. Um, and whether it's, again, whether it's their customers that are coming in and witnessing this or their own employees coming in and saying, we made this happen because of the work we did selling these cars, the work we do day-to-day helped us make this happen for Amber, the name of the wish kid, uh, I, I think is, is compelling and unique. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, your, your partners, how have they participated with you? So I believe there's a couple of, uh, of, of amazing uh, case studies that you're able to offer, uh, PlayStation and, and Subaru. Can, can you sort of uh, talk us through a bit about those? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to talk about our PlayStation friends because uh, they kind of cover every base for us. Um, so PlayStation hosts, first of all, um, Bill, I, sh- I ought to mention that we are one of 60 Make-A-Wish chapters across the United States, and we have another um, whole international arm. So there are Make-A-Wish chapters all over the world. And one of the neat things that PlayStation does is if we have a wish kiddo from wherever, uh, whether it's in our area or it's across the United States or across the world, they will host kids to come visit their campus if their wish is perhaps um, building a computer or if they have a, a dream of, of wanting to have a PlayStation product. So they'll include a number of different departments across their campus. Uh, they'll plan the process of the wish internally so that there's a whole bunch of different people that the wish kiddo and their family are seeing when they come to visit. Um, They've often, um, you know, had our local kids uh, come for gaming consoles or gaming computers, helped kids build their dream PC. On top of it, they, their employees have a major fundraising event every year, uh, and then they also do mini fundraisers. They designate special items at trade shows. They often designate things in an employee store, all that come to benefit Make-A-Wish. This year, they're even sponsoring our um, our gala um, and serving as honorary chairs for our event. And in addition to participating and supporting us financially, uh, we like to have fun at our galas. We like to um, we're in the wish business, so we like to have wish activations. So PlayStation will actually provide us with a couple of really fun virtual reality experiences for our guests to enjoy during the cocktail hour. They also have a matching program for employee donations and. Um, and encourage their employees to really use their matches, not just have it as sort of a stagnant program. Um, and many of their um, employees also end up being volunteers for us at our events or being volunteer wish granters. So they kind of mark just about every single box. We love them. Now, uh, what do you hear from employees of your corporate 
partners about their involvement with your mission? Really heartfelt things. Uh, I think I think for for the employees that we hear from, one is that um, there's a playfulness that you don't always get to get to demonstrate at work, and so when they can participate in a wish, um, it can remind them of their own wishes. Uh, there's joyfulness that they're bringing, and that feels good. Um, it's a it's a break from sort of your day to day. But I think it also gives a lot of our employees say that they see, you know, they, they kind of put things in perspective, that they're seeing uh, what our wish kiddos and their families are going through, and and they sort of say, okay, well, maybe not, maybe not everything's so bad with me, but I also feel this pride that I can do something to help these families, and I feel good, and I think those are that sort of what I was talking about earlier, the intangibles. And I think when you also have a collective group of people that are feeling that way, it starts to imbue a, a, a different a different culture, that they see that there is meaning that they do both in their day-to-day work and the work they do, um, whether it's developing products or serving clients, but they also see that they're doing that and something more. And that, I think, is a very... Um, extraordinary experience that they don't get every day. And particularly when their company is bringing them this as an opportunity to get involved and they're getting recognized as part of a team from that company, it's a really powerful feeling. And it creates, I think, a sense of loyalty and camaraderie and um, you know, pride in, in being a part of that company and knowing that you're contributing a lot the betterment of the world. Let's talk about uh, employee resource groups, if you don't mind. Uh, something that I think our HR audience would be pretty, pretty interested to learn that that uh, causes like Make a Wish that they, they love working with ERGs. Can you tell me? Can you tell me why? What what do, what do you look for, and what's the, what's the connection there? Absolutely. Uh, well, I I think I think in some ways they're the best kept secret for many of us in the nonprofit sector that are looking for groups that have a special affinity and want to have some collective activity. So our experience, and, and I will say we, we would like to do far more, uh, where we started out our work with ERGs uh, is particularly when we're working with our monolingual Spanish-speaking families. We've reached out to a number of our large corporations and engaged their uh, Latino uh, ERGs to help us in a number of ways. One is helping us with translators. Very often, um, the way we do our work is we have uh, trained wish-granting volunteers that are going in to meet with the wish kiddo and their parents and interviewing them to really get at the essence of the wish. Uh, Very often, we do not have trained wish-granters that are Spanish-speaking. And so we found that finding a cadre of uh, Spanish-speaking uh, corporate employees that are also already know our mission from the support they're doing is just a great resource, and it gives them an opportunity to do something together and, again, to to put into action their affinity and their relationship and, and how they really exemplify what their corporation is doing with us as a partner. I think the other ways that we've seen it is certainly in when there are groups that are interested in supporting us 
Um, we have another corporation that we work with where people are really engaged in the mission themselves, and so they may uh, pull together uh, teams to participate in some of our uh, fundraising athletic events, um, look for opportunities to showcase and adopt us during you know, seasonal, um, thinking of sort of Christmas season uh, type of gift giveaways and, and things like that. Um, I think our, just our experiences is that they're really a rich source of, of motivated employees who have a, a similar kind of mission and an affinity, of course, and want to do something um, active and, uh, and something that's measurable. And I think we've been able to do that. I think we'd like to do significantly more with our ERGs. I will also say that, that for us, as we're always looking for medically eligible children who are eligible for a WISH, that very often our ERGs are a great source of identifying families. Uh, they may know a colleague who has a child that might be eligible for a WISH, and we are always looking for that. That's, that's our best entry point. We are already coming towards the end of this interview. Before we wrap things up, Betsy, uh, how and this is terribly important, okay? Uh, how can our listeners learn more about Make-A-Wish Greater Bay Area? How can how can they learn more about the other chapters all across the US and, and uh, I'm assuming in Canada and elsewhere as well? Uh, how can they learn to donate? And any other, any other benefits or anything else you want to mention in terms of uh, reasons why they should donate? So, for example, um, I'm assuming that they can get some sort of uh, tax off. So, so for no other reason other than um, it, it, it's tax deductible to do these things. Please, please, please share all that information with us. Okay, great. Thank you. So this is time for me to make a couple of quick pitches. Number one, if any of, if any of this intrigues you uh, or you're curious, please reach out to me. You can go to our website, sf.wish.org, and you can find out everything about volunteering or donating, our story, ways to get involved. We are always looking for people to participate in the joyful magic mission that we have, and it's fun and it's life-changing. Uh, and if you're not in the Bay Area and you want to find something else across the country, uh, I send you to wish.org. That's our Make-A-Wish America site. And it can also link you to sites across the country. And yes, we do have chapters in Canada and throughout the world. So that's a great source way to start to find it. Um, because all of us, all of my colleagues across the whole Make-A-Wish enterprise are eager and, uh, and ready to have more of our corporate partners involved um, in helping them build their cultures and to help support our mission. Uh, and then easy ways to get to help us. So all of us, all of us, all of us rely on in-kind donations to help our wishes. And in-kind can be very, very easy. If you have airline miles that you're not going to use or airline miles that are about to expire, guess what? We use them for kiddos when they want to go on trips. So we're always looking for that. We're always looking for donations, but we're often looking for really neat in-kind opportunities that uh, many of our kids might need to, to make a wish even that much more special. So I urge you to look and check us out, reach out to me, um, and I'm just grateful for this opportunity. And I just, I just really also want to recognize that um, I think the, the corporate sector as a whole um, has come so far in recognizing that the more that their employees have an opportunity to be part of something bigger and to affect that quality of life, um, the better that they're going to do for that company and better for their clients and their customers. So 
I applaud the work of particularly these HR professionals, Bill, that you get to talk with day to day as they think about creative ways to really inspire their employees uh, to be part of this. And we invite them to come get to know us. We'd love them. Thank you. And thanks for this opportunity. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you hear that? Get in touch. Um, Betsy, what's your email address, by the way? Can they contact you directly or is there a, is there a uh, general email address? Go ahead and contact me directly. It is B-B-I-E-R-N at sf.wish.org. And you can also go to our website, sf.wish.org. That's Betsy Bean. Uh, like she she pointed out to me at the beginning, she said it's, it's like beer with an N at the end, Bill, uh, which <laughs> as, as, a, as a Brit I can relate to. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, well, that just leaves me to say for today, Betsy, thank you so much for being a guest thank on this you, very Bill. special episode. And, and listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.